The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles. Now, Charles, it's 18 months until the next federal election, until uh, Anthony Albanese takes on presumably Peter Dutton. Mm. He's, well, th- certainly a bit of paint's come off with The Voice. Um, he's had a, a, little bit of a, a little bit of shine taking off, but the polls have mostly, I think, been okay. Yes. And yet, despite this, despite the fact that Albo clearly wanted to get all this um, difficult voice stuff done a long way for the next election, you're prepared today, on this day, yes. at the beginning of November 2020, you're prepared to make a call on the 2025 election? Yes, I'm ready to call the election. I've seen enough. I've seen enough figures. I've seen enough of the vibe of what's going on, and I'm willing to call the election. Seriously? Yes. You're going to... Call it now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the first to call the 2025, forget your Anthony Green. No. Forget whoever, whichever goobers they get on Channel 7 and Channel 9. Firth is first Again, didn't you do this with Donald Trump? I did this with Donald Trump, and I was correct, I might add. It's actually true. He was on yeah. Australian television I was on, on the channel, day. Channel 10. Yeah. Um, the, the, I mean, in this, much the same way that a, a stopped clock is <laughs> correct twice per day, <laughs> Charles went in very early. Mm. And look, on that occasion, you're absolutely right. I think mm. this is a big call at this stage in the process so far from the election. Yes. But that's what makes it gutsier. <laughs> that's right. But also, you know, you can wait 18 months and you will find out that I will be completely accurate. Like yeah. I'm willing to call like, – I'm not – this is not just some sort of speculation. I am calling the 2025 election now, today. Let's see if he has any kind of an argument after this. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So, Dom, you can think of me as the Anthony Green of Australian elections, Yes, right? if Anthony Green's computer were broken and he just went on a bullshit theory. Mm. Uh, sorry, but, a well-informed theory. What's no, your theory? But the thing is, and I just want to set this up correctly, which is the, the problem with Anthony Green is that he uses linear computers, right? And oh. we've talked about this recently on the yes, podcast, right? So linear computers use ones and zeros to calculate everything. Yes, with actual data. Yeah, mm. that gives them a whole certainty about reality because mm. things can only be one or zero, right? Like there's yeah. a winner and a loser. I mean, you either vote for Labor or uh, the, the Coalition. You can't, or yeah. I suppose, all the Greens or the Tills, but you can't mm. vote for two people at once. The way no. that a quantum computer can exist or possible, can yes. vote for everybody at the same time. What I do is I bring a sort of quantum computing approach to the next election. <laughs> I don't work in this field of, oh, let's look at the polling data and put that into a linear computer. Is that because you're recording every possible outcome, like a podcast predicting every possible outcome for the next election, <laughs> including, including like a Teals victory <laughs> yeah, and Adam Bant winning yeah. and, I don't know, Jackie Lambie becoming mm. queen? 
No, no, it's because I'm doing the thing that quantum computing does, which is take the vibe. Like, nobody actually understands how quantum computing works. Yeah, no, so. I don't understand how your polling process <laughs> works, Charles. <laughs> but the vibe is probably, like, it's the sort of Schrodinger's sort of, you just take all the different inputs, all ah, the different realities. Schrodinger's still, bullshit theory. You can still come up with the correct result. Like, you actually, the whole point about it is it gives you the correct result because it can test everything at the same time and it will tell you what the, the actual result is going to be. And I can tell you that what will happen at the next election is that Anthony Albanese will be defeated and Peter Dutton will be the next Prime Minister of Australia. Well, there is one bit of evidence. To my surprise, as I, I went looking to see if anyone agreed with oh, me yeah. at all in oh, the yeah. entire country, oh, right. there is one yeah. bit of evidence. Because well, I was about to scoffingly go, evidence, part, but go on, tell yes. me, this evidence is valid. There, <laughs> there was a Morgan poll about a week ago. Ah, yeah. Yes, which uh, found well, Morgan's, that, um, Morgan's hopeless, though. That the coalition were ahead for oh, the first well, Mo- time Morgan, since the election. Morgan's great. Morgan's 50, uh, very accurate. 50.5 oh, against really? 49.5 oh, right. on a two-party preferred basis. Oh, okay. So, I mean, obviously within well, the margin of error. I think the polls are following me. I think is what's going on here. <laughs> Within a margin of error, Charles, but their margin of error is a lot, lot smaller than yours is. <laughs> so let's just unpack yeah. what's going on. So just to set the scene here, mm. the whole strategy with the voice, which, you know, clearly a disaster in many ways at this distance, but mm. and we've pointed this out since the get-go. I've been saying this on the podcast since the timing became clear. Albo clearly wanted to have the voice referendum a very long way from the next election, right? Yes, yes. So he's had it now. It's all done with. It will be very far in the rear view. I mean, people who were directly affected, you know, First Nations people, people like Stan Grant, who's just come out and said that we won't see any progress during his lifetime. I'm not sure how long he's planning to live, but you know, they're affected on an ongoing basis. But from Albo's perspective, things have moved on. You know, he's been to America. He's going to go to China shortly. Mm. He's putting it all behind him. Do you really think that what we see now, the moment, the mood of the nation now, Will that hold for 18 months at a time when, you know, 24 hours is basically everything's old? Well, I think Peter Dutton's just getting started, though, because, yeah, I don't know whether you've seen him in the last week, but he's got this spring in his step. And I think when you deny a voice to Indigenous people and you're Peter Dutton, you're an ex-Queensland cop, it does give you a spring in your step. Is it like that beautiful moment at the station where the new phone books come in? Yes. And they just unwrap them out of the plastic and just test the heft of them. Because every every year, Charles, back in the day, there'd be more people in the phone book. They get a bit heavier every year. Yes. Ada K would have more names. Yes. Year upon year. Yes. And it smells fresh. These fresh souls who you've harvested in the last year. Interesting. And so what Peter Dutton has been doing, which I think has been incredibly remarkable to watch, is remember Mark Texter was running the voice campaign. So yes. he was completely There's uh, a whole podcast un- episode on that, by yeah. the way, if you want to know more. He was completely unavailable. But he he was, you know, Lyndon Crosby and uh, Mark Texter, Texter Crosby, are these stalwarts of Liberal Party messaging, but also conservative messaging all around the world. Yes, right? Boris Johnson relied on Crosby Texter, and that's why he's now Sir Linton Crosby, by the way. Um, and they, you know, stop the boats. They're very bash a refugee. Three word slogans. Three, three word words slogans. good. They wrote the script for Tony Abbott. They came up with all these three word slogans. Even Scott Morrison, I think, didn't they? They, yep. they helped elect, yeah. Uh, well, actually, one of their staff members became, I think, Scott Morrison's chief of he staff. Yeah, again, this whole yeah. episode on this. So, are you saying Crosby Texter a back masterminding, or are you saying he's oh, following clearly. the playbook? You, yeah, you know, you can see, you can absolutely see that. You know, now that the voice distraction is is over, they're back writing the scripts for Peter Dutton, 
And Dutton has become like Tony Abbott GPT. <laughs> so you're saying a smart version of Tony Abbott? <laughs> well, <laughs> with, with yeah. the ability to generate its own new ideas, generative Tony Abbott, generative Tony Abbott, which is he's just he's going very simplistic and for the jugular and just going absolutely negative on every single thing that Anthony Albanese does. And you've got to remember that Anthony Albanese got elected on the promise of not promising to do anything, right? That was the to, genius of the campaign. Yeah. And he's gone through, he's gone through, actually I saw him not long ago, going through and going, everything we said we'd do before the election, we've done. Mm. And gone through all the things that they yes. did that they do and tick them all off because they are all reasonably achievable. Yes. And the great thing was, Charles, he promised so little that he was able to get everything he promised done. Most, if correct me if I'm wrong, but most of the kind of radical things that he was promising to do at all, or let's just say the new things, things like the the National Anti Corruption Commission and so on, mm. they're all things that the Teals would have made him do anyway. So mm. they're, they're things that you know he had no choice in any case. So there was nothing other than the voice, which was literally, "This is my new thing that I'm going to build the campaign on." Everything else. Was like, I won't frighten the horses, and guess what? I'm not Scott Morrison. But the thing is, the thing about reality is that new things come along. And when you are leading a country, mm. you then actually have to take a position on those new things. You can't just be like you were in opposition and sort of go, well, that, that's a bit of a curveball question. I'm going to duck this and not I mean, be Scott Morrison. Are you sure you've got to take a position? Because mm. a really effective technique can be to just say, look, that's very interesting. We're going to have an inquiry into that mm. and get back to you in about a year's time. Admittedly, that was Kevin Rudd's approach mm. and that didn't, uh, no. didn't bear very good fruit for him. Mm. But kicking the can down the road, I mean, I, I don't, I'm just saying, Charles, I don't want you to commit to anything when you can kick the can down the road. Well, I'm just saying that you can do that as long as you don't have a fucking vicious attack dog attacking you for doing precisely that. And that's what Peter Dutton has suddenly found the voice with in the last sort of couple of weeks. Oh, so you're saying someone got the voice. Someone got someone a voice got out the, of this. Someone got a voice out of that. And he's found this voice, which is to just accuse Anthony Albanese of being as weak as piss on everything, right? And the problem is, for Anthony Albanese, is that it's fucking true. It's He is the weakest. I, I don't know whether you saw that meme going around with Albo Beer. You know the Albo Beer? Yeah, yeah. They've just released the... Um, Zero strength elbow. Oh beer. wow, that's actually a pretty good burn. <laughs> good. All right, more of Charles's uh, bullshit theories uh, coming from a great, great place of personal disappointment. If you can bear with us after this, Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live, from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. And so the point is that Anthony Albanese had this one magic trick, which is to not promise anything and then deliver on not actually having promised anything but and just being all smug about it. And that's not going to work. Now, why won't he switch strategies? Right? So the question obviously is clearly he's going to plummet in the polls. Dutton's going to soar off the back of these three-word slogans that Tony Abbott GPT is writing for him, right? Yeah. Why won't Albanese suddenly go, actually, you know what, maybe we should should come out against 
you know, bad things and in favour of good things, you know, like... Well, and, and I mean, he, Dutton's main line at this stage, whenever Albo does absolutely anything, mm. including measures directly aimed at the cost of living, mm. you'd say, why won't he talk about the cost of living? And yes. this, is, this is the thing that was probably the most... I suspect it, history will remember that the main reason that The Voice lost mm. was because it seemed like he didn't have his eye on the ball because so many people were hurting financially mm. that they couldn't... They didn't have the generosity of spirit to think about other people. Yes. And we know that that's, that's what humans tend to do, sadly sadly enough. Mm. And so every soundbite of Dutton is cost mm. of living, cost of living, cost of living, excuse me, cost of living. And that's his three words. Yeah, there's three words. The three words he needs. Yeah. So you don't think Albo's going to pivot? Because that is Labor motherhood stuff, right? Yeah. More subsidies, more, you know, big vision, but, but, make things cheaper. But, but it doesn't have to be true because the cost of living crisis is going to go on regardless of any government policy that Albo throws at it because they've got the Reserve Bank going, well, we're... What we're trying to do is we're trying to drive up unemployment and drive up the cost of housing. Like literally their policy is is their policy to make mortgage holders so stressed that they don't go out for coffee ever again and to make unemployed people more numerous in numbers. Yeah, the, the, the new <laughs> governor the other day was kind of like, whoop, not enough pain in the housing sector. We've got to yeah. ratchet that shit up. So the point is they can do all that they like. They can give out childcare subsidies and they could give up PBS subsidies and things like that. But if somebody's going... but. At a fundamental level, Australians are worse off now than they were 18 months ago, and that will be true in 18 months' time, right? And so they will look out of touch if they go, but hang on, we did all these extra measures for you because Peter Dutton will be going, not good enough, not good enough, not good enough, cost of living, cost of living. You've got to remember the enormous uh, home ground advantage that a Prime Minister has. You've got to think of all the tricks Albo can pull out of his bag to try and make these things happen. All the deceptive ads he can run. Uh, you know, with the government advertising budget. For instance, Charles, would you be worried about the cost of living Mm. if you had your very own nuclear submarine? (laughs) Would you be worried if you had your very own electric car, an Albomobile for all Australians with interest-free loans that never need to be repaid? I mean, that would require Labor to have some sort of big kind of visionary idea. No, but that involves them making a promise, right? And the one thing Ah. that they're not going to do is make a promise, right? That's the mythology of the Labor government is we're not going to promise anything. We wouldn't overcommit small targets. Yeah, because we're the the sensible, we're the adults in the room. And you're going, well, I don't care who's in the room because I'm fucking in adults. Yeah. Um, uh, what I want is, you know, I want the, the government to basically be the bank of mum and dad at this point. Yeah, but, but why fundamentally won't they pivot to, okay, let's just promise the earth and get elected next time? Yeah. And I'll summarise it for you the best I can by saying that Anthony Albanese thinks that he's really good looking, right? So one he apparently, uh, yes, this came out uh, during the week. I mean, look, uh, to be fair, hot elbow yes. as a young man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. Yeah. Just for balance, we should mention that. There was one photo once. There was, it was yeah. one. It was literally <laughs> one photo, but yeah. it's a photo good enough to have been put on the wall of the women's toilets in, at Marrickville Metro, as, in as his Nina electric. Ayama yeah. told us a, a right. while ago. But he has interpreted the polling data of women, and women hated Scott Morrison, right? Mm. And apparently, according to his one of his staffers, he has interpreted this as thinking that the actual reason for his appeal amongst women is not because he's not Scott Morrison, right? But because he's actually really quite good looking, and the the women fancy him. That he's got a bit of the Bob Hawkes going on. I, I mean, Charles, I, and I, it's his charisma and charm and general good looks. I, I look, you know, I'd be the last person to talk about people's physical appearance, both on principle and <laughs> and. Uh, 
you know, just my situation, shall we say. <laughs> but he is running against Peter Dutton. Can we just remember mm. for a brief moment who he's running against here? Like in terms of just not looking scary, he's got he's got an advantage. Like what the, the thing is, is people are going to see the posters of Peter Dutton on polling day and just sort of no, go, really? But No, but what I'm saying is that is a completely delusional position to have. Like actually it's the fact that their policies were better than Scott Morrison's policies about women. Like women aren't just sort of like, they're not just voting for thirst traps, right? And to, it's quite delusional to actually interpret just, data about voting intentions to think it reflects in any way on your physical looks. And and the thing is, at any time in human history had Australian elections been determined by how good looking somebody was, mm. then not a single man would have ever been elected to the <laughs> office of Prime Minister. They were all ugly cunts. Very mean to Billy McMahon. <laughs> anyway, Charles, there's a massive fallacy in your analysis. It's a it's a huge problem. You've got a you've got a blind spot here. Mm. You're talking about Labor, right? You're talking about the Australian Labor Party here, Charles. Mm. There is no fucking way mm. that Albo is going to run against Peter Dutton in the next election. If he takes even the tiniest dip in the polls, He'll he be is gone. Doesn't yes. matter how good looking he is or thinks he is. Doesn't matter how amazing his last victory was or how good his polls were thus far. Yes. The slightest dip in the polls against Dutton and they'll panic and put someone else in. The, the, the real question is who's next? No, no. See, that's where you've got it wrong. Like, like I'm actually just going to be serious here, which is the, pro- the problem is that Anthony Albanese is not just the front man now, but he's actually the back room still, right? To put it in, in Gen X terms that Gen X would understand, he is the Graham Richardson of the Federal Liberal Party. He is the guy who walks into the Prime Minister's office and goes, mate, you're toast. And the problem is that being the person who's the background room operator, being the front man, means that there's nobody left in the party because they're all scared of him. They're all terrified of him because he's the fucking, you know, he breaks your knees internally and then he goes out and promises nothing, you know, and thinks he's really good looking. There is one. There is always one. There is one person who would not be scared of Albo. There's one person who'll come in and give the tap on the shoulder. There's one person who is impossible to scare, to scare, who is far stronger than Albo will ever be, who's been through far more than Albo will ever go through, who has far more charisma and gravitas and poise <laughs> An Albo will ever have. Are you talking about Sam Destiari? <laughs> <laughs> it is Sam. No, Charles, it's Penny Wong. Oh, yes, you're right. But if, she's a senator. If she Pen, but if Penny Wong comes and gives him the tap on the shoulder and goes, yes. Anthony. Yeah, no. Anthony, he's going to yes. fucking. Yeah, he'll crumble. Get out of there. What's yeah. that, what did I produce you to say? Like shit through a goose. Yeah, that's I, right. Yeah, no, you're he's right. He's out of there. So Penny Wong, Wong is the only woman yes. who can who can deliver the tap on the shoulder. She can't then become leader unless she goes to the lower house. And Christina Keneally can tell you that's not always an assured <laughs> process. But while they have Penny Wong, to, I, I reckon, you know, he might well be, I don't know who the next leader is. They'd probably go for someone deeply boring like Chris Bowen. But, uh, you know. Poles go down. Albo's out of there. You heard it here first. Oh, I'm the first to call the leadership spill. <laughs> you going to be the first to call Albo losing the next I, election. I, I I'm the first to call. He'll never even get there. Charles. I just don't think that the Labor will ever risk that uncertainty ever again. Like the like the the whole Rudd thing. Like the whole. ALP law is now that knocking off Rudd in his first term was a complete disaster and should never have been done. So you're saying that Labor is smart enough to learn from its last mistakes. Yes. Uh, and and, that, and they, then make a completely new mistake. Yes, exactly. 
I say yes. you still have far too much faith in the ALP tough. <laughs> we'll find out. Time will tell. We'll look back on this episode in, in the months and years ahead to see. Yeah. And um, we can always modify it. We can always <laughs> edit it. So the one thing the one thing that no one that neither of us has been willing to say is that the, the Prime Minister, bearing in mind that no first term government has ever lost in Australian history, hmm. that he won't that he won't win. Because uh, it's not looking it's not looking great for him. He's, he's got a bit of no, work to do. He's he's toast. But he is good looking. <laughs> Compared to us, our gear is from Rode. We're part of the Iconoclast Network. Catch you next time. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.